Welcome to the Showbiz Podcast with Robert Rabia and Joey Coley Sari. Now here's your host for this episode, Robert Rabia. Nicole Shamoun is an Australian-born actress who constantly gives us complicated and deeply moving portrayals of the characters she plays. These performances continue to resonate, partly due to the unflinching brave choices Shamoun makes and the humanity she imbues into each and every role. It's a rare ability, but Nicole Shamoun has this in spades and has been acknowledged for her efforts with a AACTA nomination and Logie nomination for her work on the critically acclaimed series, Safe Harbor. Nicole Shimon was recently nominated for her second Logie for her trailblazing performance in On the Ropes, notable as it is Nicole's second consecutive year when it will be announced on the Gold Coast on June 30th. In this interview, Nicole discusses her journey, what she's endeavoured to bring to some of her roles, process involved, and how she is using her newfound position in the Australian film and television industry to advocate for a much-needed increase in female presence, perspective, and opportunities in the industry she loves. Nicole Shamhorn, welcome. Thank you so much for stopping by. It's really appreciated. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, firstly, I have to say Congratulations. You have just been nominated for your second Logie nomination for the second consecutive year running. And I guess what I want to know is, how do you feel? Uh, I think I'm still in shock by it. I think I want to get it on a t-shirt though after you just said it. (laughs) (laughs) What would it Um, say? It would say, (laughs) second consecutive wins. (laughs) (laughs) Nominations. Nominations. No, no, I like a Freudian sleep. Right, whoops. Um, (laughs) No, I feel good, like... Yeah, I mean, it's great to be recognised. It's great that people watched and enjoyed and, and respected the show enough to, to nominate us. It's awesome. And me. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, I think it's testament to your storytelling ability as well. Thank you. So look, I've known you for a little while, and I guess I've always wanted to ask, but never have. Um, were you always certain of your path? I mean, was there always a, a, a steely belief, I guess, that, acting was what you were meant to do no no is anyone certain of their path um no I um I mean look I was always the class clown and the show pony and I enjoyed performing uh but I I finished high school mum said I had to go to uni the only thing that interested me was performance so I went and studied performance at uni that's kind of how it began and I I got an agent Um, And so things kind of slowly started. It wasn't until I got my first gig and I was on set that I got the bug and I realised that I was excited and passionate about Mm. it and that I wanted to pursue it. And what was that first gig, if you don't mind me asking? That was Kick for SBS in 2006. Wow. Mm -hmm. And, And how was that experience? That was incredible. I mean, I had nothing to compare it to. It was my first ever anything. In fact, I think it was my first ever audition also. You're kidding. So that was your first time on a professional set. Yeah. And your first audition to boot. Yes. Wow, yeah. Wow. Um, and I was, uh, I was one of the lead 
ca characters, but I didn't know. Like, I remember walking into the production office on the first day and seeing the wall with all the images of the cast up. And um, and I'll never forget Zoe Ventura said to me that day, "You don't know yet how amazing and like and big it is to have your picture up there." with the rest of the cast. And she was right, I didn't, I had no idea. Right, right, because it was all new. Because it was all new, whereas Zoe had been doing it for so many years already, yeah. and so she she understood, I guess, the um, um, the, weight, the weight of the opportunity. Right, so a flippant comment that kind of resonated. Yeah, now yeah. I understand. Now, yeah, you know, yeah. especially my journey from kick to now, knowing how much work and effort and how, like, so yeah, to get up on that wall is massive. It's really big. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and how was that experience overall, like, now that you look back in retrospect? It was one of the best experiences of my life. I I have made lifelong friends out of it. I'm still friends with a lot of the cast members, which is amazing. For example? Uh, for example, Firas Durrani. Right, right. Uh, Osama Sami. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, we, they're still some of my closest friends. And we. I guess we were all young and starting out most yeah. of us Osama and I think it was his second gig maybe um, how old were you at the time oh look I'm not going to tell you how old <laughs> I was I was young let's yeah, just say right. I was young sure and you still are uh, and I still am <laughs> see that's close that's and, close and, and, and after that what happened did, did the work just start come was it like rolling in after that or no did you have a definitely not oh really yeah I I mean I was naive enough to think oh okay now I'm an actor and this is what I, I do here I am like I quit my part-time jobs and I had no I hadn't didn't have any friends in the industry so I didn't know what to expect and my expectations right. came from a place of they were uneducated I didn't know anything sure, sure. um but no I I mean I, I did a guest role on City Homicide yes. about six months after um, so after the lead role, you didn't. Uh, I did. Right, right. And then, and then I was auditioning sporadically, but nothing was landing, and I didn't, like I didn't, and I like a couple of really small, mm. basically extra roles. Sure. Uh, for for the next eight years, eight right. to ten years, nothing really happened. So but a I complete contrast to your first experience. Yes. Yeah. And so, and. I wouldn't change my journey for anything because it forced me to like find my love for the craft and work out exactly why I was in this industry and find all the all the things that I love about this that are separate to getting the work, getting um, like having a profile, making money. It was none of that mattered. Right. It was just about the work and the craft. So lean times after that. Yeah. So well, I mean, what 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 kept you going? Was it then a matter of well, that sounds difficult. Let me try it. I mean, there's a part of that. There's, you know, there, there's the stubborn Arab in me that was, ne <laughs> will we'll never quit. Sure. I just won't. But no, I think my driving force was that I loved acting. And I didn't love anything as much as I loved acting. So I couldn't even, it wasn't even like, oh, I'll go back to uni and I'll study this instead and I'll whatever. Because I'm smart and I could have been successful in many things. But I, I didn't want to. I you wanted... specifically chose that vocation. Yeah. Well, or to. it chose me. I don't know. But, <laughs> nice. But I, yeah, yeah. Do you think there's an element of random to this business, a little luck, if you will, um, or do you subscribe more to the, uh, you know, the, the theory that you make your own luck? I think it's a combination of the two. Okay. I think a lot of this is random. An opportunity comes from like a conversation that you've had with someone, or someone just happens to 
had seen your work the day before and thinks of you for a role. There's a lot of that. But if you are not ready when your opportunity comes, then it's a waste. It's a waste of time. How do you know you're ready? Well, you work your ass off and you study and you, and you, like you go to the gym every day, yeah, the yeah. acting gym every day, so that when the opportunity comes, you're not like stretching. At the, like you're ready. Your body's warm. You're ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. And what a great analogy as well. I mean, it's certainly... Um yeah, no, absolutely. No, you, you are correct. Look, we worked together on Safe Harbour. We did. We did a little while ago. And we were rehearsing and we would often talk about our journeys as the personal informed the creative. And I got this sense, in extension to what you're saying, um, that he was someone who believed in what they wanted to do, right? And stuck with it, obviously. Despite all the challenges, such as lack of female representation, um, you know, uh, lack of diversity on screen... Um, I mean, to be honest with you, Nicole, it was super inspiring to see. Um, And I guess my question is, has the industry improved, you know, especially following the Me Too movement and the Oscar So White campaign? Um, Yeah, I mean, yes. As far as um, the amount of female representation and, like, female-driven strong stories, yes, it's changed, thankfully. Mm. Um, and I hope that it continues and I hope it's not just something, a flash in the pan and then we get over it and we go backwards. Mm. I hope this is a progression. Um, but it's early days and you know, it's, it, it's a constant struggle and a battle and well, from your personal experience, well, I think that There's a part of me that believes that the industry is a bit scared to take risks and they keep doing what has worked in the past, which is boring to me Mm. and it's not what I want to engage in or watch really. So I think it's about... um, I just think it's about some fresh new voices and, 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 and people from the top, producers, whatever, taking risks on on writers and on directors and um, letting them infiltrate from that angle so that we, we're seeing new, interesting talent and voices on the screen. For sure. And, and we're having that conversation now, which we I are. think is a step in the right direction. It is. And as you said, we still have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, to change the conversation, you firstly have to have that conversation. Yeah. So it's taken a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're finally having that conversation now, which I think is contributing to the narrative, and particularly with your work, of course, on on the ropes and safe harbour. That's certainly been, uh, you know, been a pivotal moment in the industry. Um, do, do, do you feel like some of the projects you've been involved in, like I said, um, safe harbour and on the ropes, have contributed uh, to that narrative? You know, the lack of female representation and diversity discussion. I'm sure that you've been asked ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Um, but do, do, do you feel like shows like that have contributed to that discussion? I mean, certainly On the Ropes has. It's a female-driven story, um, a, an Iraqi woman. But yes, that story um, is definitely a part of it. And, and from the female writers to producers to director to lead, yes, it, it is contributing to that story. But it's still a story about an Iraqi Australian girl and that's the role I'm playing right right. Uh, so as far as it us telling diverse stories uh, I don't know I think it needs to get to a point where like 
my cultural background is not the the most important thing when casting me in a role. I understand. Um, yeah, like. When you go to a doctor, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I go to a doctor, I'm like, <laughs> what's their cultural heritage? If they're, because that's gonna, that's gonna dictate my choice in the matter. When I go to a lawyer, it's not, it's not. So it, it should just. About the person doing their job. Yeah. That's what's the most important part. Yes. Yeah, so it's not like a checklist where you go, what's their gender? Yeah, do we have, do we have, yeah, it's not, it's not that. I mean, this was a very, specific amazing story to be told and I'm so glad I got to do it yeah. um, and to give voice to to like Australian Arab young women I think is really important and it's been so nice to have like the feedback from the general public and from young girls reaching out to me saying how great and important it is for them to see themselves reflected in a positive way on screen how does that make you feel oh my god it makes me feel amazing Absolutely. and so proud yeah. and like to be a part of that conversation is massive and and it's a responsibility that i i take seriously absolutely i mean what a great advocate for that because i'm sure when we were growing up there was certainly a lack of those characters and, and type of shows on screen you yeah know? I, I never saw myself being represented on, on Australian television. No, absolutely not. I mean, the times are slowly changing, mm-hmm. as you said, and, and, and the fact that you're reaching out and touching people like that who now see themselves on screen yeah. through you and your performance. I mean, that's. I mean, you need to pause for a moment and think that's something special. Yeah, yeah, it is. How was the experience on the ropes? I mean, was it was it intense? Yeah, it was the the most intense experience of my life. Um, for so many reasons, like yeah. being the lead of a TV series, I'd never experienced that before. Like right. being the number one on the call sheet, I didn't know what that meant. Um, being like being on every day, bar one, nearly every scene of an entire shoot. Um, that takes like I had to prepare myself right. for that. Um, not to mention all the physical stuff. I was playing a boxing coach, yeah, and yeah. I'd never boxed in my life. Like I was, I wasn't even, I hardly exercised before and, and, (laughs) and me being me, the way that I work as an actor, I took that really seriously. Like before I knew that this project was coming. So a month prior to the audition, even I started doing one-on-one boxing sessions with my coach Wow! just to get it in my body. I didn't want to fake anything. I wanted it to be there. So I, yeah, so I, I just, I went hard. Like I trained like twice a day, five days a week. That's intense. Like boxing and weight training, just to get my body. Like so much of this character is the physical. Yes, yes. Just to get in tune with my body. I'd never done it before. Now I love exercise. Now it's like it's changed my life. That side of things. Are you still boxing? I'm still boxing. I'm. I. I cannot spar. I hurt my. Like I bruised my rib like three times while right, right. on set. I'm just so fragile. My body just doesn't like it. I don't believe that at all. But I do boxing for fitness and stuff. Like. Just pad work and bag stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you certainly felt the weight of the responsibility of that role on totally. a number of levels. Yeah. And playing a coach, uh, I felt a responsibility to be, it sounds really wanky, but like the coach for the cast. Like I just was always around. I was, if anyone needed anything, I was always there yeah. to like just ha- lend a hand and let them know that I was there because it fed me as the character. But it right. also, I just think it's, imp- if you're the number one on the call sheet, you have a responsibility to help the cast like the director I think absolutely I mean and, and correct me if I'm wrong but you were actually playing a coach I was playing a coach so it made sense uh, for sure yeah for, sure, for the character and also for the vibe that you were yeah or, or setting for the rest of the actors mm-hmm. you know so 
I mean, uh, was how far did you go to immerse yourself in that role? You, you, it sounds like you went all out. Yeah. Not just was the physicality side of things, but also emotionally as oh, well. I was in. And, and there's something, it's, it's, uh, you're lucky when you're on, like, I spent more time as a mirror than I did as Nicole during the shoot because yeah. I, I would wake up in the morning and I would go straight to set, put on her clothes and I was in all day. So it's easy to drop in and out of a character when you are in it for hours and hours every week. Yes. Uh, so I kind of just sat in her energy and she, I mean, she is a fun, like safe Harbor was hard. I was playing a grieving mother. And so that space, I sat in that, but that was, that wasn't fun to sit in that. That was emotionally exhausting. But Amira, she's a, Fun. She's a bratty, sassy, loudmouth, yes. like go getter. So she, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed being her in her. So I'm assuming you found a part of that within you, and then magnified it mm-hmm. times ten. I'm guessing for Amira. It's funny, like they say that characters come to you when you need them. Mm. Amira held all the good qualities that I want to um, aspire to. Yeah, and I and I was like, oh, she's she's all these things. I was like, no, you are all these things. And so it forced me to own my voice and my power and um, yeah, I and and I and I take her now in rooms like oh, really? if I'm super nervous about something <laughs> or like award ceremonies yes, yes. or auditions even and I'm like I can't do this. I'm not enough. All the things yeah. that come up as an actor and I was like nah I mean, what would Amira do and you actually do that I take her in that's and, fantastic and, I, and, and just to know that she, like it sounds so stupid no but not at all she's in me and I am her and she's a lovely warm jacket that you keep in the closet and when you need her you pull her out she's a bulletproof jacket <laughs> <laughs> she's like well, I've never quite heard it put like that but it's actually quite beautiful yeah so I mean that sounds emotionally draining um, playing a character like Amira, and also, you know, it, it feeds you as well at the same time. And I, I guess what I want to ask is, how do you switch off emotionally at the end of the day? Because I'm assuming she would be high energy to play. I didn't switch off. Wow. I didn't. I could There was no time to switch off. Like, it was so constant and... So um, you were on all the time? I was on all the time. To- I was on all the time. And that was okay because I knew... I knew it would end soon, and then I and then I took my time to um, self care and to, and you know lower the energy and relax. But nah, I, I I just I had it on, and it was it was a thrill to do so. I wasn't yeah. it wasn't exhausting. I would I should have been really tired. I could have gone. I was like, let's go again, like season two. Let's start now. Oh, I was wow. so ready, but then I like I dropped dead <laughs> for three months afterwards and. And understandably so. Like, I had nothing left to give. Oh, really? And I was like, don't auditions another character. No, I can't. I just need to, like... But I think that's the great thing. I mean, as actors, you want to be taken out of your comfort zone and challenge. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Amira and, you know, it, it did that for you tenfold. Yeah. I didn't think I could do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I... There's a photo... Of, like, I had this panic attack in the boxing gym that I was training at. And I had a panic attack maybe three weeks before I started. And I was like, I can't do this. I cannot, I cannot do this. They've made a mistake. I need to call the director. I need to tell the director. Oh, really? Yeah, I freaked you out. Had that moment. Yeah, I took a photo of myself. And I had a great <laughs> friend who like talked me off the ledge and like reminded me to breathe. 
And I took a photo of myself and he's like, I'll remind you of this moment at the end of this. You can do it. They've made the right decision. Yeah. Just let go of the fear and commit. And you did that? I did. Clearly. Yeah. And have been rewarded. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice. Fantastic. Oh, look, Nicole, I mean, that's great that you said that because it leads me into the next question. I mean, there are times on set when you know that scene mm-hmm. is coming up and how vulnerable you're going to have to be in that scene mm-hmm. um, or in that moment. And, I mean, how do you deal with that? I mean, is there a particular moment that stands out for you in regards to that scene? Well, let's stay on the on the subject of on the ropes, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a couple of those scenes. One in particular that stands out for me would be the scene in the prayer room at the hospital with Dad, where I tell him that I um, that I didn't defend him in the tribunal. Um, I think I owe a lot of um, my process to my brilliant acting teacher Peter Carlos at Melbourne Actors Lab who because you know we've worked together and you're very similar to me like I can't drop in and out in between takes and joke about what's for lunch I can't I have to sit in that space and that takes courage because not everyone in fact hardly any on Australian TV sets work that way Mm. and so to like Forget about feeling judged or embarrassed about that process, your process and just committing to it and having respect for everyone around you, but just sure. taking yourself out of it and, and sitting in whatever, whatever I need to do to get there when they say action is what I'll do. Um, but it takes a strong constitution to do that, doesn't it? Yeah. And my teacher taught that that's instilled in me from the beginning. Like don't ever... Be embarrassed about your process. Whatever is your process, that's what you have to do. And it might, it, not everyone needs it. No. Not everyone works that way, but that's what you need. So you communicate if you need to at the start of it. Sure, you never sure. apologize or like break out and be like, hey, just so you know this. No, that you lose everything. Sure. Um, so I, and because I, I do that from the beginning, always on a project, people understand and expect that from me and they respect it. And like, if when they call action and your work is fucking hitting them in the guts, then they're like, okay, we get it. Whatever you need, we got you. And that's, I think, you know, I, I, that's how, that's what I do. That's how you roll. Yeah. And it's working. It works for me. Yeah. And not for every character, not for every scene. But if the scene requires me to go there, I need to be there from when I wake up in the morning. For sure. Total commitment from the very start. Yes. And, and, and once again, I'm glad you said that, Nicole, because I have a quick... True and false for you. Uh Uh-oh. Are you up for it? Why not? Okay. Here we go. You stayed in character for your audition for (laughs) Safe Harbour and declined to do the intro to camera. True or false? True. (laughs) I'm glad you said that because I have that on good authority from director Glendon Ivan. Yeah, I do. And it's funny because Lou Mitchell knows me now and she knows that that's that's how I work. Like, it, it... just doesn't make any sense to me that I've prepped for four hours prior to the audition yes. and then I walk in the room and then I'm meant to drop that and be like, hi, Nicole, yes, and what have you been doing? What? Like, I've just done all this work. Yes. Let's have that chat at the end when I can let her go and be me. So Lou is very respectful of my... And so she, like, she spoke to Glenn and was like, listen, Nicole doesn't... And he was, and he never <laughs> had that before. Just, it's so weird to me. But I think that the fact that I have the courage to ask for what I need is a testament to like 
my training as well, I think. For sure, for sure. And, and, and that's the way you do it. I mean, it, as you said, everyone's process is different. Mm-hmm. And that is your process and always has been from day dot. Yeah. That's the way you were taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's clearly working for you, so keep doing it. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad that was true. Or else I would have called Glendon and said, what the hell? <laughs> thanks, Liar! <laughs> thanks for the dodgy information. <laughs> okay, true or false? You did all your own boxing stunts in On The Ropes. I mean, absolutely false. Oh, really? I mean, I did them. Like, there's always a take where I'm doing it. Right, right. Always. Yes. But there... Yeah, no, there's a stu- there, there is a stunty. Okay. I need someone to make me look good. There's a, Like, I trained for three months. <laughs> you can't be a pro boxing trainer in three months. I don't care what anyone no, says. No, no, absolutely not. Like, my technique, my footwork sucked. But, um... Uh... I always did it, yes. and a lot of the times they used me. Yes. But there are times where, like, but so the punch where I so well, you ex- haven't ex- seen it. Explain to no, I have seen no, it. Shut up. <laughs> like so, there's a scene where I example. Uh, I well, he. I think like we're kind of play fighting me and my and Louis Hunter, my love interest in the show, right. who's an M- MMA fighter, and I'm trying to turn him into a bot, like a boxer. like an authentic MMA fighter. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. And I'm like you. You need to be boxing. You're like it's, it's, that's where you need to be. MMA's shit, basically. Um, and I, I t- take a right hook and I like take him out, basically. And that was me. I did that. That was legit you. That was legit me. Oh, nice. And I was so proud of that. But my footwork sucked. Sure, sure. So yeah, like we had Bianca Bam Bam Alamir, who's like an incredible pro fighter. Um, Lebanese yes I, I've seen you give a, a, a shout oh, out she's Instagram a legend a few times and she, she was integral close. was so close I mean I sh- I shadowed her there was so there's so much of a mirror in her like and you drew from that absolutely character totally well that's a blessing to- yeah like and to have her there always around but she ended up choreographing all the fight sequences in the show so she was always there even right. just be like hey Bianca what would we like would I be allowed to like lean on the whatever during the no yeah. that's not what, what would they use for the da, 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 whatever it was she was always there there was always someone on set to like so you were constantly going for authenticity oh, always of course yeah, yeah, of course yeah, yeah. so yes I did my own stunts but we had a stunty to make me look good yeah very rarely for, for certain moments totally certain totally yeah absolutely but mostly Nicole Shimon yes mostly me perfect did you watch Raging Bull for research <laughs> or was it Million Dollar Baby? Neither. I mean, I've seen both. <laughs> I, I took a stab. I didn't really watch. I didn't watch because I didn't want it. Not at all. Because a lot of people would go to the archives and watch all the old classics, you know, but you I didn't watched, do that. I watch YouTube clips of real bo- real boxers and real boxers. Because I'm not playing a boxer. I'm playing a boxing coach. A boxing coach, clearly, And yeah. so, And I made the active choice because boxing was new to me. And no one was going to buy that me, Nicole Shamoon, is a pro fighting coach. They're just not. From the physicality of it, right? I just, it was extremely believable, though. But because we made the we made the choice together, collectively, um, Shannon Murphy and myself and the producers that Shannon she, being the director, being the director, right, right. Um, that she was more of a Teddy Atlas coach, and so Teddy, he's he's an older man, but it, he's got his, you know, his minions who hold the pads and do all the pad work, mm-hmm. and he's it's more about. The inspiration and his voice and his words and that's how he, he inspires and that's how, that's the kind of coach he is mm-hmm. and so that's what I took on. It was less about being in there with them doing it and more about 
I got you. Fucking, you can do this. You've got 30 seconds. You're the fireman. Oh, like all of that it. shit. It had to be that because I was like, there's no one's going to buy. My pad work is not strong enough to believe that. So we cheated a lot of that stuff to make that look authentic, but it became more about her voice. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a really interesting way of doing it. And there, there are both. Like and it there, works. Yeah, because you've got like the older boxing coaches who are not physically fit enough to hold the pads anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're in the corner and they're dictating what is happening and they're watching and mm-hmm. that's it had to be that for me. What a beautiful insight. Yeah. What, what was it like working with Keisha Castle-Hughes? Keisha is a legend and I love her so, and I'm so trying to get her to come to the Some context for the listeners who Keisha Castle-Hughes was in the... Keisha Castle-Hughes plays my female pro fighter. Right. Um, and she, she is a legend. She, um, she was nom- nominated for an Academy Award at the yeah, age of 13 for The Whale Rider. Um, she's exceptional. I was super intimidated to begin with. I was really? nervous about working with someone of her caliber and, um, and you know, a chick that's been cast as a boxer. I was, I was nervous about what kind of energy she would bring, mm. but she was so generous and so just a really awesome human being. Um, she, how did you overcome that? By saying hello to her <laughs> because her energy is just so warm and open that all of that intimidation disappeared That's within perfect. five seconds. I was so, and same with Egal, like, and Jack Thompson, like all of, all of these like icons, heavy hitters icons. and little Nicole coming in, like, <laughs> what? but they were just so lovely. Yeah, and, yeah. um, and I proved myself by turning up and being ready to work and, and, doing my job so and they respected that and we we just we played it was great i mean and that's beautiful and that's certainly one thing that um, stood out for me when we worked on safe harbor was you are a hard worker mm-hmm. you show up and you work and you work and you work and you work <laughs> um and and once again it's super inspiring to see so do you, Rob. Let's just take a minute. So do you. I think you're striking my ego here. No, absolutely. You do. And yeah, your work is inspiring. That's very kind we of We connected so. because we work very similar, I think, similarly. Yeah, I agree. And I think that was certainly one of the, um, the connecting points for us, our end point, I guess. Yeah. Uh, just, just one more thing on Kesha Castle-Hughes. How did you find that chemistry? Because, you know, it's hard being on set. I mean, you have a certain amount of time mm-hmm. to... Not only you know tell the story, but to quickly build up a rapport, yeah. uh, a, a certain chemistry. Sometimes you get halfway through a shoot and that chemistry doesn't kick in, mm-hmm. and then you find your rhythm, and then you wish you could go back to the first half of the movie totally. that you shot, and you know, you know, imbue that first half of the movie yeah. with the chemistry that you found in the second half. So I mean, how did you guys work on that chemistry? Was there a specific in point for you or, or, or Keisha? Well, we we made a decision early on during pre-production, during rehearsals, that um, although they are close uh, and, and she is my fighter, I am her coach, they're not besties out in the real world. They Their relationship, for that relationship of boxer and coach to work, there needed to be some separation between their lives and... That was hard for me because I want everyone to like me and love me. Like that's just what I do as Nicole. <laughs> and but she was very kind of reserved at the start. Like we didn't really hang out very much socially. So there wasn't an immediate connection. There was, but it was more of a, a respect and admiration. Yes. Um, but because we were working, we were training every day. We were rehearsing and training every day, and all the bullshit drops away when you're exercising and you like mm. she like. 
her safety is in my hands. And so you develop this connection with, it's an intimacy, quick, smart, when you're like, I'm giving her her water and I'm making, telling her to stop and to start and making sure that she's doing okay and like stretching her out, all that kind of stuff. Something just happens there organically. Um, and like we took care of each other and she took care of me a lot. Like I didn't, yeah, she was, she helped me a lot. Like, because she's been doing this for so many years now. Um, she helped me find my voice and she'd be like, what do you need, Nick? Speak up. You, Nicole needs this. And like Keisha would be like, Keisha, I'm hungry. I need a snack. She'd be like, let's, let's get Nicole a snack. So kind of, she was more like, she was the mother, like the mother. Right, right. Almost. Um, but I think, and same with Louis, like when you train with someone, you build that rapport very quickly yeah i mean those layers are quickly stripped away when you're so bloody exhausted. when you are exhausted and you're sweating you're ready to cry sure. you are hungry for you are sure. tired but you're in it together the bonds are forged i think in those moments yeah and, and, and it's like boot camp absolutely it really is and that's what i love about the story that you just told that it wasn't forced it was organic no. it came from that place of physical exhaustion mm-hmm. almost you know and um no no that, that and that, they've trained so hard like nothing on me forget about what i did like they i think you're being humble they fought they like boxed and boxed and boxed and boxed and boxed and they act did the acting right, right. every day those fight sequences are like i just i don't know how oh yeah it's wild that that's that's awesome nicole thank you so much for sharing that of course um so look we have writer and star of ali's wedding on in the next episode osama sammy and I know you guys have been friends for an extremely long time, as you highlighted earlier in the episode. So I want to know from you, what's a good question to ask him? Seems like you know him so well. Oh, God. <laughs> Throw him under the bus, you Yeah, reckon? <laughs> yeah, because he's always so measured. Give me a curveball moment for him. <laughs> oh, God. I think uh, it'll be something around like watching Osama grow as a human being and as a as a creative. Just for the record, he's a beautiful man. He's the best. Yeah, but yeah. I guess it's it would be something around like ask him about the what he would and wouldn't do around intimacy in kick. Okay. Cuz I I'll write that down. Yeah, do that. <laughs> Cuz it's like and I give him shit about it to this day because right, he right. wouldn't even kiss me. The characters had to kiss at one point and he wouldn't even, he wow. wasn't even comfortable doing that. But like cut to three years later, he's got a sex scene with Claudia Carvin. So I'm always like, ah, oh, <laughs> so for Claudia, <laughs> Nicole Jermoon, it'll be something around that. Cause he was, he was a baby and he was still learning about what he was okay with right. and wasn't and his boundaries and stuff. But I was like, he, he wouldn't kiss me. And this is after he'd signed the contract. I was like, oh, you cheeky well, shit. Well, mental note, and that's a good inside tip. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Nicole, <laughs> finally, what's next for you? Um, I am, I'm currently working on a project that I can't really, it hasn't been announced yet, so I can't really talk about it, sure. but um, an awesome production with an incredible cast, amazing directors. Um, yeah, and after that... I don't know. We'll see. You know, there's, I'm auditioning heaps. I'm getting so many great opportunities sure. now for roles that I have only dreamt about in the past. So we'll see. Like, that stuff is not in my control. Sure. So, so, so you have something lined up that you can't talk about. I have something lined up which, which comes out at the end of the year. 
Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, we'll certainly keep an eye out for that. Awesome. Nicole, thank you so much for taking your time to swing bucks and chat to us on the Showbiz Podcast. We really appreciate it. Anything and for just, you, Robert. <laughs> you're very sweet. <laughs> and I want to wish you the best of luck at the Logie Awards. Oh, thank you very much. Nicole, thanks for coming. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Showbiz Podcast with Robert Rafaya and Joey Coley-Sowry.